0: Welcome
1: to the Matt Mosley Show.
0: I like what Phil said. He said it was a little unnerving, and then he said it was awesome. He he kind of caught himself, but I, I was nervous just watching that, and then Brooks disappears into that crowd. Uh, we have seen golf courses. They let you at St. Andrews, some of those British courses, they let the crowd follow the the, the final pairing up the um, up the 18th. I, I got to say, Mike, did, didn't that seem a little scary watching that? Because I've... I, I thought security let things get away from them a little bit. I just thought security was ready. It got away from them for sure. And, you know, you look at in the past. I mean, that's happened
2: on numerous occasions. And as you said, in the Open Championship, it's happened. Look at 1962 when... Uh, Palmer was coming down the 70-second uh, fairway at uh, Troon, and he barely got out alive. It was like, so I, that makes it for a better event, something we'll never forget. And some of the shots still here were just as epic as that crowd was. But once again, it's amazing to have crowds back for golf.
0: I think players need it. Uh, I think the game of golf needs it, and uh, certainly it showed yesterday.
1: This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
0: Uh, Matt Mosley alongside Garrett Ross. We begin the day, 3 o'clock, and we'll go right off the top today with um, catcher for the Bears, just got first team, all Big 12. Andy Thomas, big-time player for the Bears, and he's going to join us just in a couple minutes here. Garrett, I want to welcome you in today. Lots going on. Garrett's always uh, looking at our breaking news, see what we have. See, recruiting, he's really good on recruiting. And um, we shall see kind of how Baylor's doing in that area. Um, This is, uh, you know, one of the things about this baseball team, there's a lot of things that interest me about this Baylor team. Uh, The news came out yesterday that they're going to be missing for the tournament some really key players. Uh, Tyler Thomas, Blake Helton out, two great pitchers, been a big part of the rotation, starting rotation. And then Esteban cardoza Kendo. Uh, this is uh, these are these are really really good players, the third baseman, and so this is a team that has had to try to rally this season while missing some players, and it's been a tough deal, but they've uh, been able to do it. Now, we were having this conversation off air, Garrett, that you sort of think, well, this might seal their fate they're not going to make the regional right and part of me thinks especially if they could beat texas tech in this opening round now tomorrow that game is uh garrett it it's kind of an early that that tournament gets started early there's some 9 a.m games um and uh obviously we'll have that on our family of networks but uh uh garrett that game gets going and texas tech gets some bombers i mean it is flat out mash and um they just hired their coach, Tadlock. They just gave him a like a lifetime deal. Steve, you know what that's about, Garrett? That's about that's about they lost the basketball coach and they got a great program. They've been to the World Series for the last six years. They could not afford. To let Texas A and M or somebody come get that coach? Yeah, that's spot on. Money.
3: That was spot on. I mean, because you kind of knew. I think everybody kind of knew the A and M job would be open after this year, so you don't want to risk that, especially to another. Even though they're not in your conference no more, it's still a rival. So when you're right. When you lose Beard to Texas, you can't afford to lose your baseball coach to A and M.
0: Yeah, in A and M, they've had a good run. uh They've fallen on tough times. They didn't renew their coach. And uh, I, I did something, Garrett. I think you should do. Uh, yesterday, I I kind of dialed in on a uh, on a Paul Feinbaum interview he was doing with a famous uh, former LSU baseball coach, Skip Bertman. And he was there for a lot of years. Bertman was there from like, mm-hmm. oh goodness, 80, 86 to two thousand one or so, eighty four to two thousand one anyway. Had a great run. I don't know how many World Series they won. They were in a, a ton of them. And won some national titles. Callie um, there may have been about five of them involved. But uh, Garrett, they, they have done a um, documentary on Skip Bertman and and kind of his life and what he did. And then he became the AD uh, at LSU until about two thousand eight. I think he was able to get out of there maybe before <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> he Crazy saw the ride go to the happening. wall. Happening, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skip, but Skip had a great run there at LSU, and to hear that he's eighty three years old. And to hear him tell some of those old stories and what it was like playing at those different places in the SEC. Now, college baseball, in uh, and, and, and he was talking about the start of it. You know, they never had any games on. And then about 1985, ESPN put like a Sunday night game on or something. They had some college baseball. This year, the regional, every game will be televised at some level. Every game will be on TV. Now. I don't know if some of it might be on ESPN3. I don't know exactly how they'll do it, but pretty much every game will be televised. Back in the day, no games were televised. I mean, if you you don't wanted to keep up Baylor baseball, you turned it on, you listened to it, see what Mickey's teams were doing, and see what Steve's teams were up to. Uh, that's how you did it. But back then, no TV. And then ESPN decided, you know what, this might be some good programming. And they started to add to it, started to add to it. And then back in the day um, – Garrett, they would show only the national championship game. I think CBS had that. And I don't even think, I mean, I think, you know, ESPN was probably even more interested in the Little League World Series. Wow. Or ABC than they were that. So, pretty uh, fascinating stuff. All right, watch our line there, uh, Garrett, because uh, I'm looking to see if I've heard from any of our people there at Baylor. We're waiting. Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um,. All right, I'll forward this to you, Garrett. I'm gonna email this. They want us to call them. I just okay. I just happen to see this. We're just doing this on the fly here. This it account. happens. Do you want me to go to your sixteen sixty or your Gmail account?
3: I don't use the sixteen sixty, use the Gmail.
0: Okay, okay. You don't have to you don't have to share that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Boss Band <laughs> likes to keep up with your emails, okay? Likes to peek in there every once in a while. All right, check your Gmail and I just sent it to you. And you will have that number, and we will call Andy Thomas. I just in my um, oh, I got a I got a little pre-show workout in. I did not see that email come in. So Garrett, you have that number now.
4: I have it. I'm calling email. Andy.
0: Oh my gosh! Let let people hear you. I want to hear the phone. No, you don't. Have we're to not do doing that. that. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, we're going to try to reach out here to Andy Thomas and uh, and see what's on his mind today as they get ready. Uh, in uh, Oklahoma City, that uh, Big 12 tournament, always, always a fun deal. And they open up with a battle against uh, Texas Tech. So uh, we will uh, we'll see how they get it. And, again, to reiterate, they're, they're down a few players. And I this is a team that has really dealt with sort of COVID issues. And I, I don't know. I think it's still extremely tough because a lot of us have gotten our vaccinations. So I think in our minds – we think everybody has. Well, why hasn't everybody gone to get a vaccination? I mean, if I were, if I w- could talk to college kids right now, as easy as it seems to be to go get a vaccination, I would get everybody vaccinated. The problem is some of these things probably happened before it became that easy. And, uh, oh, good, good. He heard me vamping, waiting for him. Andy Thomas uh, joining us now. Andy, congratulations. First team selection, set two Thank years running now. That's um, that's pretty exciting. So, uh, congratulations to you.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really honored with that, and uh, it was a good season. And hopefully, we can keep it going.
0: All right. Um, I, I mean, this what a weird season. I mean, you guys came out and you had some things not go your way early in conference. Um, I, yep. I would say that I would say that Texas Tech series really turned this thing on a dime, uh, but really all season, Andy. You guys, it seems like the COVID or illness, injury, whatever you want to call it, um, has kind of been hanging above you even early. Does that, does, has, is that accurate? Is that how it's kind of felt to, to you guys?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we're just, you know, we're dealing with some stuff now that we weren't at the beginning. We were dealing with stuff then that we're not dealing with now. So, you know, some people may say that, you know, we can't catch a break, but, you know, we got to go out there and still play ball. We got to go out there with the best nine on the field that we have at the, at that day and attack the day. We're, we're, I promise you this: we won't make any excuses for it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna win or lose with the best nine on the field that we have.
0: All right, I like that. No excuses. Yeah. Put the best nine out there and see what happens. You got some talented young arms. Uh, how Absolutely. interesting is that as a catcher um, to break some of these freshmen in? I mean, you got. I mean, I, you got some really talented guys what talk talk about just a couple of these young pitchers that you've seen grow this year and then get to the point where you feel comfortable giving the ball on a Friday night
2: yeah that you know some of that was forced some of that was by design you know um like you said this COVID injuries, anything anything you know can lead a young guy on the mound under the light um and sometimes you know maybe they're not ready maybe they are but I feel like our guys have handled it really well, you know? So, um, you know, Cam Cayley, Chandler Freeman, uh, you know, in the back half of our bullpen and then just a lot of, of our older guys. Um, but Blake Helton stepped up a, a lot this year. He pitched really well to go with T Tom and Hayden, you know, so w- the young guys have stepped up tremendously and they're going to honestly need to step up this weekend as well. Uh, you, you know, with some of the stuff we got going on in our team, we may not have a few of our starters. So the young guys are definitely going to play a, a major role in this and, you know, one of the things is kind of the sink or swim mentality uh, at this level. You can break them in all you want, but at some point you're going to get tossed out there and you're going to succeed or you're going to, you know, your weaknesses are going to be exposed. And so the ones that do succeed are the ones that you're going to probably be seeing pitching for us this weekend. So I'm really excited. You know, the, the young arms are extremely exciting. The young bats in our lineup are might be more exciting. So we've got a really young team and that doesn't mean we can't make an absolute deep postseason run. So. We're
0: thrilled. Yeah, talking to Andy Thomas, catcher, and uh, has won all sorts of awards. What was it? Let's go back to that Tech Series when you were out in Lubbock. I mean, almost no one yeah. beats them out there. Baylor hadn't, and it had been really some time. I don't know if it had happened right. in your career. Um, and, and you go out there, and y'all, y'all take two or three. Did that, did that yeah. in some ways validate? You had already started to turn it in the right direction. But what did that yeah. series do for your confidence in, in, in you guys as a team?
2: Well, you know, like you said, it's nearly impossible to win a series there. So we, we get a series win. We don't just get a series win. We kind of stomp them for two games. You know, the middle game was a close one that they pulled out ahead. But we stomped them a little bit on Friday and on Sunday. So going back home, that gave us all the confidence in the world to say, look, we're young, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, that means that we have that explosive, you know, high octane offense ready to go and take it to anybody that we face. Um, and so I think, I think what maybe we've seen throughout the year is the inexperience showing just in lack of consistency. You know, we have extreme highs and we have extreme lows for some teams. Um, but if we can turn it to get a little bit more consistent for this tournament and the regional and supers and on, I think that we honestly have a pretty, pretty good shot at making a run here.
0: Some of these models uh, have y'all sort of barely getting in, and and that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know y'all. I mean that 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 Oklahoma series had to be frustrating because I felt like y'all were yeah, waiting definitely. around constantly. And I mean, yep. I, 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 again, you don't make excuses, Andy. But how tough is that when you're when you play a yeah. little bit, then you stop, and then or you wait forever oh, to get the game started? What does that do to you?
2: It's tough. You get you know, and that's where I think a maybe more experienced team might have the upper hand. You know they've been through that. They know what it's like to sit for three hours. They know what it's like to sit for four hours, you know? Um, But no, you know, I think that our record doesn't show quite as good a team as we actually are. Um, The early loss in the season to RGV, UTRGV really hurt us. Um, We didn't play well at UTA in a midweek. We lose two out of three at round rock, just little wins, little stuff like that. You look back and go, dang, you know, five or six more of those wins and we're comfortably in a regional. So, I think our record, like I said, doesn't show the, the talent and the team that we actually have. But, you know, come regional time, I hope that we get a bid and we can go prove and show the committee that they, they made the right decision.
0: I think so, and I think the I'll – I'll leave the uh, lobbying for me, Andy. I'll tell the committee they <laughs> need to think about the fact, Tyler, you all just think about who's out there, and you can go beat Tech with whoever you throw out there. Are you allowed to tell us, 100%. by the way, who's on the, who's on the uh, mound tomorrow against Tech?
2: I would tell you if I knew, but I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Okay. Andy's Andy's doing the company line. I like that. So the mystery, a little air of mystery heading into this one. And uh, that's got to be almost a little fun because, uh, uh, in a sense, Tech has no – because they know these other guys, Blake and Tyler. I mean, they're familiar with how talented those guys are. So maybe uh, maybe you get them with a sense of surprise. It is Andy Thomas, Baylor catcher. Uh, joining the Matt Mosley show ESP in Central Texas with Garrett Ross go ahead Garrett
3: Andy I know you're a smart dude uh, it, you might not have thought about this but once baseball is done for you what are some of the things that you want to accomplish later on in life
2: oh man that's a great question well I I want to play pro ball that's first and foremost uh I'd like to get my law degree eventually and you know very at the you know I'd like to be a college baseball coach one day so that's kind of my you know, that's, that's kind of my life goals, and that's what I want. I love the game, so whether that's being a lawyer involved at the game um, or being a coach on the field, nitty-gritty, you know, in the trenches with the players, one of those two things is going to work out for me one way or another.
3: I know you, I so mean, I- you're, you're obviously a leader of this team. Where does that come from? Like, like, where do those leadership skills come from, and when did you develop that and start <laughs> taking over that role?
2: I, honestly, I don't want to sound, you know, arrogant or anything, but I've, I've kind of been a natural leader my entire life um it's just something that comes pretty easy and naturally to me not to say that i haven't worked my butt off at it but i've you know i've had really good mentors in high school i had my my head coach in high school was an incredible leader my father's a really good leader um even the guys when i got here richard cunningham matt menard all those old dudes great leaders and so i've just tried to you know take little pieces from everybody i get and take the village to raise one so it's kind of my mentality with that
0: What um, what has kind of uh, caused you to have an interest in uh, the legal field? I uh, I actually spent some time at (laughs) law school. I didn't quite I didn't quite make it to the finish line there. But uh, what what is uh, what has kind of inspired you? Do you have family that are lawyers or or what? No uh, no no no. Actually, I don't. Um,
2: I like to argue. Uh, (laughs) I think that I'm right quite a bit. I think those are pretty good traits for being a lawyer. I really enjoy, I like things that are black and white and things that I can say, yes, that's true. No, that's not true. I can defend an argument. I can, you know, support an argument, things like that. I really enjoy that side. Um, and I like the money. I am very motivated by money. So those are two, all that kind of combination and my brain kind of just sits with the, with the law side. So I really enjoy that.
0: I, I like that you admit that motivate what you're motivated by and, uh, uh that, that law you know being right needing to be right all the time that works well as a lawyer not as a husband andy i'll just i'll just give you a <laughs> pro tip on that uh late, later in life you'll you'll want to compromise a little um now what about right. what about the no. pro? what about uh <laughs> what about um um like minor league baseball and in pro baseball like you've had some yeah. opportunities and people have taken a look at you but it seemed Really yep. important to you to stay in school, and you just didn't – a lot of guys get kind of, you know, obviously their eyes turn to that. You saw Lofton. You saw some of these other right. guys, uh, Wenzel, right. uh, Wenzel and, and, and some of these other players that have been so good. Is it just, but, just kind of like, hey, that will happen when it happens? Is that how you've approached it?
2: Yeah. I, I, I definitely had a chance to go after my junior year. I decided, no, I, I really want to make sure I get my degree. I didn't want to come back at 27, 28 years old and finish my degree. It was really important to me and my family um, to get my degree when I'm young. Um, And honestly, there's no time, you know, I wish I could tell a lot of young people this, younger than me anyway, that, you know, you're in college one time and you're only 18 to 22 one time. um, And coming to college has made me, you know, helped me become a man. It's helped me grow. It's helped me mature. Um, And it's also been the best now five years of my life. Like I met my fiance here. I met some of my best friends. I've met great people. It's just an incredible, complete package. Um, and that altogether was pretty much why I came back, came back after my junior
0: year. All right. And when is the – have you all set a date? Um, no, we
2: have not. We're still okay. in the process of that. We're definitely going to lengthen it out a little bit. No, no rush at all. Um, mainly I don't have a job, and I don't really feel <laughs> – you know, I would like to. I would like to help pay for the wedding, so I I need a job first or some kind of income, summer job, something like that. So
0: maybe you need her to be motivated by money as well.
2: <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Um, it's exciting, and we'll. Uh, you know, you're not going to tip us off. I like that. On on uh, who's pitching tomorrow, Texas Tech. They're just waiting, wondering. By the way, don't you wish Texas Tech would run out of these young brothers? Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. I thought you got rid of one, yeah, and now no, they're, it's, it's other extremely, guys Extremely bombs. Extremely talented family.
2: All credit yeah. to him. That's the most deserving player I've seen of that award. So pretty, pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. And by the way, uh, before I let you go, the senior class award, that's a pretty awesome one. That, that's more like, uh, you know, not just a great player, but that's all the off-the-field stuff you do and everything. So, um, I mean, congratulations on that. That's a pretty – that's thank a you. that's a really uh, I mean that I think that's a big time. Everybody looks at that and so uh that's, Appreciate a, that's that. a pretty yeah. cool. Thank deal. you. You bet. Well Andy, hey, best of luck to you. Uh just put that thank you guys put that put that number one sign down as much as you can. And uh, yep. I would I would think about pitching young inside, okay? Get pit don't be yeah. afraid to go inside on that guy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's definitely somewhat of a game plan, I'll tell you that.
0: All right, there he is. Andy Thomas, the catcher for the Baylor Bears and uh, we appreciate he's had 11 home runs himself so he's had a good run and uh, joining the Matt Mosley show with Garrett Ross we appreciate him all right we've got to talk a little bit about this uh, Aaron Rodgers situation Aaron Rodgers has now come out and said some very interesting things we'll listen to him and tell you what we think where we think this whole thing is headed we'll do it next <laughs>
2: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. May see a sprinkle or two early this evening. Otherwise, partly to mostly cloudy skies with low temperatures
5: falling to 70 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow, a pretty humid day with a high of 86, and on Thursday, partly sunny, continued humid, and a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 news at 536 and nine for your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
6: It's on to Oklahoma City and the Big 12 Baseball Tournament for Coach Steve Rodriguez and the Bears.
5: Baylor Baseball moves on to the Big 12 Tournament in Oklahoma City beginning on Wednesday versus Texas Tech. 8.45 a.m. for the warm-up show. 9 a.m. first pitch Wednesday.
6: Baylor Baseball from the Big 12 Tournament in Oklahoma City right here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new
4: And many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with durolite That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months.
6: you went online to switch your car insurance to progressive so you could save money but then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy and now here you are clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011 Hmm, looks like they won the championship that year then he moved to tulsa oh a new tattoo Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019.
3: boys.com
1: espn radio sports center
4: i'm ward whites with your espn central texas sports center update brought to you by slovakic sausage and west nba playoffs continue tonight with the celtics and the nets game two nets with a 1-0 lead in that series tip at 6 30 Suns have a 1-0 advantage on the lakers in game two tonight tip is at nine o'clock and the Dallas Mavericks cap off the night in game two with the Clippers. Mavs have a 1-0 lead in that series. McLennan baseball will be the fourth seed in the 2021 Juco World Series and will face the seventh seed Florence Darlington Tech Stingers starting at 10 a.m. Saturday in the opening game. Rangers start a nine-game road trip tonight with the Angels' 8:30 first pitch, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the Astros start a two-game series with the Dodgers tonight at Minute Maid, first pitch at 7-10. Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Your home for the Dallas Cowboys. ESPN Central Texas.
0: Lumen ears for you. Okay. All right. It's uh, Mosley and Ross. Garrett Ross rolling through the day. Someday Simcox might return to us. He's left us. He's left us. Simcox doesn't. His head's spinning. Everybody wants him. Every show. Can we have Steven? And uh, Garrett, we're just like, hey, we, he, we'll we just let him do what he wants to do, okay? He can <laughs> just wander around in the desert if that's what he wants to do. But uh, we miss him. Uh, we love Steven. And uh, we think uh, Steven will – he will be on with us. Some more. Can he just jump on right now, Garrett? Is he? Can you see him? Where I, is he right now? What's I he can't doing? see
3: him. He is. He's sitting at the middle of the, the table yeah. talking with Dude. Q and Ward.
0: Like on the air? On the air? Yeah. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know we had another station.
3: Yeah, you got one. Okay. down there.
0: Okay. uh no, I'm playing. We got a great station at <laughs> Fox Station. Okay, uh, but this is ESPN Central Texas. Ross and Mosley doing our thing. And there's a lot to get to. I like that Andy Thomas interview. Garrett, you jumped in there. appreciate that. He got to talk about his life a little bit. Wants to be a lawyer. Could have thought about going pro. Just kind of thought, I, you know, you only get to be 18 to 22 once. Didn't that kid sound like he was about 30 or 5? Yeah, he gets A very it. mature kind of guy. And I like how he just admitted. He said, I'm very motivated by money. So that's why he wants to be a lawyer. I like that. I can respect yeah, that. Yeah, just kind of came right out with it. I wasn't able to glean the uh, – I don't know if he know. He may not know. You think they've not told Andy, or is Andy just so savvy he played it off like he didn't know? I like how he handled that. I think he we took the, the, the high road. The yeah, he,
3: he took the professional approach with that one.
0: We don't know the starter. Who could it be? Probably that Kaylee. Don't you see – what's what's Uh Cam, Cam Kaylee. Kaylee. I could see that Cam Kaylee jumping out there and starting that first game. Oh, we got to miss some bats. That young – is a home run waiting to happen? Did you see how many home runs the, the 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 younger not Josh Young, it's his younger brother. Did you see how many home runs he has this season? I haven't something seen that. Just ridiculous number. Yeah, I think it's in the twenties or something. I mean, a, a good. I used to see somebody have like eleven home runs in college baseball, like uh, Andy Thomas. I'd be like, that's great, that's unbelievable. I mean, that leads the Baylor team, I think. And Young's hit like. I don't know. I mean look look it up, Garrett if you get a chance at some point. It's some kind of insane number. It it would be cuz I think he was just named the Big 12 MVP or whatever. It would be in that story if you just google his name. Uh J U N G. What a player. So Tech uh just gave its coach a lifetime contract and it's big money. I'm told it is somewhere in the top 1 to 4 uh 1 through 4 baseball coaches in the country. I would say the highest-paid baseball, in the I, mean, I would think the University of Texas coach has mm-hmm. to be making a ton of money. I think the Tennessee coach, they're way up there. And then Arkansas, that guy better be making some money because Arkansas is the number one team in the country, and they are great. I believe his name is like Dave Van Horn or yeah. something like that.
3: I found Where it, Matt. He has 20 home runs this season.
0: Goodness gracious. I mean, honestly, it used to be that number would just blow us all away. And there may be somebody out there with more than that. I'm sure the leader somehow has 25 home runs or something. But 20 home runs in the Big 12 against good pitching. I mean, we're throwing Tyler Thomas and Blake Helton out there. And what's my man, Hayden Kettler. God, I love that guy. Kettler's been around for a while. He throws the ball really well. And this guy's jacking everything out of the park. The thing the Baylor has to do tomorrow is jump on them early and put a little pressure on them. And, and get behind whatever young pitcher they throw out there. Now, you could throw a veteran out there in that first game because obviously you need it. A win would help you with regionals, so you could throw Kettler out there. It's been reported that Tyler Thomas and Blake Helton are out. Um, and uh, I think Kendall, what's that guy's name? He does D1 baseball. Kendall, Kendall said, Rogers. Kendall Rogers had that. Esteban Cardozo. Oh, man, I love that guy. He's out for this one. Now, Blake just has a sore arm. Apparently, Tyler Thomas is, uh, is uh, some uh, COVID protocols. So sick of that. So can we get past it? Man, why are these kids not all vaccinated by now? All right, here we go. Uh, but the thing is, you can be like close to somebody. You still got to play by all these Big 12 protocol rules. Some of these things were almost like made to punish the players. Um, it's not it's not anybody's fault. They were trying to protect the players and it but it's ended up at times this year being a little bit ridiculous. Some of the contact tracing. Okay, don't get me started. Garrett, um, I want to hear a little bit of this. We what we have for you is some of the interview with Kenny Maine and he's a famous ESPN Sports Center host, very funny, very dry, and last night was his last sports center ever to host and so they did a real nice goodbye thing for him, and Aaron Rodgers, who I guess is a big fan of Kenny Mayne, came on. And we hadn't heard from Aaron in a good while, especially since the draft, when everything blew up, and he basically, it came out that he wanted out, he wanted to be traded, he doesn't like management. Well, let's hear the famous ESPN broadcaster Kenny Mayne talking to Aaron Rodgers, then we'll react.
7: The people have been sort of conditioned to believe management is always right, like, like the player's a bad guy because he stands up for himself. Management must be right because the loyalty to the team is paramount. And then someone like you, others, Richard Sherman, have kind of voiced that opinion like, hey, I, I'm a I'm a worker. I work for myself and my family, so I'm going to stick up for myself in whatever situation it is. God, that was a serious question. <laughs> that was a good question. You know, I think, I think sometimes people forget uh, what really makes an organization. And – Uh, You know, history is important, uh, you know, legacy of so many uh, people who've come before you. But the people, that's the most important thing. The people make an organization, people make a business. Um, And sometimes uh, that gets forgotten. You know, culture is built brick by brick, the foundation of it by the people. You know, not by the not by the organization, not by the building, not by the, the corporation. It's built by the people. And I've been fortunate enough to play with a number of amazing, amazing people and got to work for some amazing people as well. And it's those people that build the foundation of those entities. And I think sometimes we forget that, you know? Are you uh, demanding with my, a trade? With, yeah, with my situation, look, it's it's never been about uh, you know, never been about the draft pick, uh, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he, he a lot of fun to, to work together. Uh, I love the coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, you know, and, and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about, it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And a lot of this was put in motion last year and uh, the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think uh, the the spill out of all that, but look, man, it is about the people and that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people from Curly Lambeau uh, being owner and founder to the sixties with Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names to the nineties teams with. Coach Holmgren and Farvey and the minister of defense to the run that we've been on. It's about, it's about the people.
0: Wow. There it is. It's about the people. And what he said, what he meant when he said they kind of threw a wrench in it was um, he, that, that basically him winning the MVP messed up their plans. They kind of had a plan in place to bring in a young quarterback, groom him for a year or whatever, and then be ready to roll with him and maybe send Aaron off or do whatever and Aaron Rodgers is watching Tom Brady continue to succeed to age 43 or 44 and just be unbelievable, and he's not ready to hang it up, and he goes out, and he has an amazing season. So in his mind, the deal he deserves is some guaranteed money and a guaranteed contract for another two years. Take care of your people. And the, the, the Packers just look really bad now. He's kind of shown them up. I, I think they can try to repair it. It doesn't seem like that's possible, and they just didn't they didn't handle it real well. Now is he being a little bit of a diva? Sure, sure. It happens. It happens with quarterbacks. You know, at some point Stafford was a great Detroit guy, and finally he went and said, "I want out of here. Can you get me out of here?" And he had, you know, he had handled himself in such a a good manner that they were pretty cool about it. They're like, "Yeah, yeah. If we can get enough for you, we'll we'll facilitate a trade and move you on." Green Bay's in a really tough spot because I don't think they think Jordan Love's ready. And if this was Mahomes sitting there as a young quarterback like he was a few years ago, you'd just move him and you'd say thank you for everything Aaron, we're going to let you go play for somebody and uh and best best of luck to you. It, you know, what's going to happen is if he gets himself traded to Denver, they 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 truly could have a Peyton Manning type situation. They got a really good young defense they got still some guys that can can rush the passer but they could be they could go from being an okay team like a 500 team to a 13 a 14 win team that's how much difference he makes even back to when Favre went to Minnesota people forget that he transformed that team and they became one play away from being in the Super Bowl that team went to an NFC title Favre was still really really good with the Vikings Rodgers could be even better because he's not quite—I don't think—as old as, as Brett was at that point, although it's very, somewhat similar ages. But uh, Garrett, I I, uh, I find it interesting. That was kind of funny that Maine kind of talked and talked, and he didn't really have a question. I what what was funny also is you could just tell that Aaron Rodgers had a couple of things he wanted to say, and he didn't even feel the need to respond. To the question, At some point, Kenny Mayne tried to say, did you demand a trade? Like one of those kind of 60 minutes type, I'm going to ask a yes or no type question. I want an answer. And Rogers just blew by it. He blew through the sign. Part of that is because they have similar personalities. And, you know, th- that last night was supposed to be kind of a tribute show to Kenny Mayne. But I think what we learned from hearing that last night is nothing positive has happened for Green Bay. Right, right now he's not going to show up. So um, the good news I'll say for Cowboys fans is, Dak, Dak did show up. Okay, Dak did show up today, and um and, and he didn't go through team drills, but he went through a lot of drills and apparently he looked really good. In fact, I just was sent the um, the audio from the virtual interviews they did, and uh, we'll be able to play those for you tomorrow. Uh, From from uh, from Dak and Jalen Smith. But, Garrett, before we before we take a quick break, uh, I I am curious what you think about Rodgers. And, you know, you're a guy that for some reason has rooted for the Washington football team. You have Mm -hmm. this love for LSU. You got some strange rooting (laughs) interest. If you care about football like you do, you appreciate the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. But in this instance, are you are are you on Aaron's side? Do you think he has a true beef, or at this point, do you think it's getting carried away? and you think uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe he's put himself way above the team?
3: I, I'm with Rogers on this one honestly, because Green Bay really over the past couple of years, hasn't gone out of their way to help him, right Like they, they've when you had opportunities to bring in playmakers, which other teams have done, they haven't done that. So you lose your starting center. So I know he doesn't want to go back there next year behind a new center. Um, you, ha- you had a horrible draft. You did nothing to help him. While all these other teams have addressed the issues, the Browns are going to be tremendously better. Um, you know, Kansas City is going to be good. We see that the Tampa Bay is reloaded with everybody. I feel like he, Rogers is looking at this situation and realized that Green Bay has stalled out. And he's not going to win there. I mean, you might make the playoffs, and that's great. But at this point, it's about Super Bowls, and he can't win a Super Bowl at Green Bay.
0: I don't know why you say that, though. I they, They've been to the Final Four for two years. They have, I mean, but
3: everybody else has gotten better where they haven't. They're just sitting I'm idle. I'm just
0: saying, if we – Garrett, I hear you. But, like, if the Cowboys made it to an NFC title game, we'd tear the town down. I think there's we different standards. we all just standards. go crazy. We, I mean, and and so I'm just saying, if you're getting to the NFC title game on almost an annual basis, which they've done, and you know what helped them do it? (laughs) They said goodbye to Mike McCarthy. (laughs) That was a
3: starting point.
0: (laughs) Now the Cowboys coach. (laughs) They got that other guy in there. I, I just think he better be careful what he wishes for because he's got a young head coach that caters to his every need, is basically his age, almost looks like him. He's like a hangout type buddy. Just a doppelganger. I mean, these guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that word doppelganger. I love that. Um, but you know, would you get a coach like a Sean McVay or a or the Green Bay coach or the coach in Cincinnati, who we don't know if he's good or bad yet because they've been horrible. But but you gotta you gotta kind of take advantage of that. He's gonna go. He's gonna go join the old man in Denver, and that, maybe that'll work. What's that guy's name? Vance somebody. Who's the coach? Who's the head coach at Denver now? Ah, uh, I
3: cannot. Let me look at that up. I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: Oh no. My bad. Uh, it used to be Vance Joseph, okay? And then it became the defensive coordinator. Boy, a lifetime great defensive coordinator, and he became the oldest the oldest head coach. Because he's not older than Belichick, though. He's like sixty one years old. You don't have you still don't have it? I'm looking. Oh my gosh. I mean, do we have the slowest computers ever? All right, we come back. Garrett will share that with us. The uh, and, and one thing we need to do, I mean, this is this is Vic really, Fangio. That's it. Vic. Advanced Joseph. And it is Vic Fangio, who had been a big-time defensive coordinator in the league, and now he's the coach. The old man is there in Denver. This will be very interesting to see how Fangio and, and Aaron Rodgers. I think at this point, I give it. I give it like three-to-one odds, three-to-one odds that that's where he ends up. But they have to, at some point, this thing's going to get ugly enough where they have to facilitate a trade. Or he puts his tail between his legs and he goes back in there. All right, we've got major NBA storylines for you. And then I want to see if anybody's upset. We'll do more on this tomorrow. But also, are you upset that Jalen Smith is getting Tony Romo's number? Did you even know this? The number nine, he's going to have to pay big money for this. Romo's number is going to linebacker Jalen Smith. As a Cowboys fan, are you bothered by this? 254-662-1660. It's next
5: recently on The John Moore Show. thought about this and told a couple people in the press box yesterday. People have asked, man, what's it like to do a national championship game? What's Mm -hmm. that like? And I said, it's great. I mean, there's nothing like that uh, professionally. said, but you know what? You've got to do a lot of Baylor Prairie View A&M games before you get to a national championship game. And then last night I found myself sitting there doing Baylor and Prairie View A&M. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to
1: 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. It's okay to say
5: group on the radio, it's not a bad word. In fact, at Globe Life Field, group is a good word. This year, the Texas Rangers new ballpark offers a safe place for you and your group to watch a game together. There are new group spaces and new group ticket prices start with just 10 guests. Don't be ashamed, groups are good. Let us help you find the best space and deal for your group at 972Rangers or TexasRangers.com. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. NBA playoffs continue tonight with the Celtics and the Nets game two. Nets with a 1-0 lead in that series, tip at 6-30. Suns have a 1-0 advantage on the Lakers in game two tonight, tip is at 9 o'clock. And the Dallas Mavericks cap off the night in game two with the Clippers. Mavs have a 1-0 lead in that series. McLennan Baseball will be the fourth seed in the 2021 Juco World Series and will face the seventh seed, Florence Darlington Tech Stingers, starting at 10 a.m. Saturday in the opening game. Rangers start a nine-game road trip tonight with the Angels, 8.30 first pitch, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the Astros start a two-game series with the Dodgers tonight at Minute Maid, first pitch at
1: 7.10. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley.
0: Thank you, Central National Bank. All our guests, you see our beautiful graphics online, social media. A lot of people download our interviews later in the day. And uh, Brian Fondville, Executive Vice President. Garrett, you wonder why the Matt Mosley Show, why we have such beautiful graphics? It's because of our partnership with Central National Bank. If you got kids getting ready to go to college, even high school kids, They've got unbelievable uh, accounts that they take care of uh, your kids. You send them off to college. You send them off to Baylor. Maybe you're sending them off to University of Texas, wherever. They have a location in Austin, two locations in Waco, a location in Temple, Central National Bank. And it's always great to have a local bank that takes care of your kids um, and, and, you know, has an account, and they can call them up and get a hold of somebody. There's somebody up there at 10 o'clock at night. Also want to thank uh, one of our newest sponsors, Craig Cherry, longtime friend of mine, uh, has become a great, great lawyer and is now part of Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. All right. Um, he's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients during his legal career and the success he has achieved for his clients is due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. Garrett, is that what people say about us? Absolutely. I don't know if they say that. Craig's tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move. I love this because they'll defend folks. um, And then, you know, some of these uh, plaintiff's cases, some of these law firms only kind of specialize in one thing. Craig Cherry can do pretty much everything – and if you've out there and you've been injured in a wreck or something, you've, you're fighting something, uh, I would give him a call. 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. Craig Cherry, give him a call. All right. Um, I mean, this is really there's – there's a lot going on tonight. Now, my main focus – obviously i've got a lot of focus on the utah jazz because of the way they've handled some things they're going to get donovan mitchell back in for game two but tonight the focus will be on game two clippers and mavericks and um i and, and again garrett in a second remind me we'll uh, uh, the we need to talk about this jalen smith thing a little bit see what our people are thinking out there of course our our uh, text line, if you need it, the CNC Collision text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. You can also call us on that line uh, if you ever need to. We'll talk a little bit about this Jalen Smith situation. But tonight, we have the Mavericks, and they have, they've done what they went out there to do. You're supposed to just win one game. Now, when you win one, you have a tendency to get Greedy. And there was a there the other night. Luca just kind of bullied some people. Patrick Beverly tried to bother him. He went in there and and basically barked at Patrick Beverly and said, "You're too small." He might have thrown some other words in there, but basically said, "You're too small to guard me." And he went in there and he I mean, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful move. He was unstoppable. Now, the Mavericks are not going to shoot that kind of percentage every night. I mean, they were they were unbelievable from three. And you had Hardaway Jr., you had Jalen Brunson, and you had Dodo Dorian Finney Smith, the man who uh, from University of Florida. This team has really been constructed in an interesting way because it's Luca, and you would say his, the, the, you know, his sidekick is supposed to be Porzingis, and there are times Porzingis does something. I, I it's frustrating to see sometimes he'll go in there with offensive rebound and get blocked. How are you getting blocked at seven three? How are you not going up strong over people at seven three? Well, maybe it's because he didn't weigh a lot. And so what he does is he sits out by the three-point line. I'm fine with that. Charles Barkley and others say, oh, go down the block. <clears throat> when, you're, when you're able to dribble like he is and you have the ability to hit threes, why do you want him down the block? Now, he can occasionally go down there and hit those shots off the glass. There are some Tim Duncan-like qualities to him. Is he as good as Tim Duncan? No, not even close. But he has some qualities like that because he can post up and shoot over anybody. Uh, I would say tonight would be a good night to get Porzingis going. Whether that's calling plays for him, I'll say this, Garrett: there are games where they just forget about him. How do you forget about a seven-three unicorn? They do. They forget about the seven-three guy. Part of that is because Luca is an extremely ball-dominant player, and he's going to throw it to whoever's open. And usually the guys that are open are Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, sitting out in the corner, um, maybe, maybe even Kleber. And we don't know if he's going to play. He's like 50-50 to play tonight. I haven't seen the latest on him, but Maxi Kleber, we don't know. And Dwight Powell comes and goes. He used to be a really nice player. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. So this is going to be a put-up-or-shut-up game for the Clippers. And if they lose this game tonight, all of the NBA will be laughing. So we have two things that are happening. We have the Lakers that could possibly um, go down 2 0, and we have the Mavs that could go up 2 0. But the Clippers are not, Clippers are maybe Vegas' favorite to win this thing. But I would say at this point, Garrett, it's anybody's series. I would almost say it's even money at this point. Uh, uh, between the Mavs and the Clippers.
3: I would agree. Uh, to me, you got to find more consistency with Kristaps. I don't necessarily know that they forget about him. He just doesn't get engaged at the game. And I really have seen struggled to see him put together three consistent games all year. He'll he'll have a really nice performance, and then he checks out for two or three games, or he can't play because he needs to rest or something. Uh, to me, if Dallas is going to win a championship, they got to find somebody else to help Luka besides Kristaps.
0: Yeah, I mean I Lucas so great. He can he can sometimes get it done on his own, but these others as we used to call, you know, we used to always talk about the others have to step up. Used to think that about uh, like when the Mavs were playing the the uh, heat in 2011. What you you knew LeBron was going to get his and Dwayne was going to get his, but you you wondered Chalmers was like the X factor back then. You know, the Mavs have players like that. I would say Brunson's kind of a Chalmers-type player. But Brunson is a really – I mean, he's become a nice player who's just strong and can finish around the rim. Uh, I, I just they, – they, they don't really have an answer. Beverly can try to play him. Zubac would try to get on him. They're going to try to double some. I think they might try to do that more. But if you switch on picks on Luka, you're dead. He's just going to bully you down there. I mean, in some weird way, Luca and 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 the great Joker are alike in that area. Both offenses, and I'm talking about the D- the Denver great, uh, you know Nikola Jokic. Both offenses go through them, and they are so creative that they can just sort of make anything happen. You know where where the Mavericks get in trouble is if they just start launching threes and they're not falling, and then sometimes they settle and they don't go in there. I think what, what, uh, what they have to continue to do is to be physical and to set the tone early. Other story out there today, we'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow, and we'll actually hear from this guy. And you can text us if you have a thought on this, 254-662-1660. Jalen Smith is going to get number nine. Apparently, it's going to cost him six figures, mid-six figures. Well, is that, what is that, $500,000? Mid-six figures, because what he has to do is buy out his old number. The NFL requires that if you switch jerseys, you have to, and this keeps people from switching constantly, you have to buy out your old inventory. So all the 54 Jalen Smith jerseys, he's going to have to be the one to spend the money on all that. And he's going to go to number nine. Why does he want number nine? Well, that was his number at Notre Dame. And some players, they you know, it's just... Extremely significant to them. They think about it. Uh, Garrett, any problem with this? Should the here? Here's who the Cowboys have protected their numbers: Aikman's number, Emmett's number, uh, Roger Staubach's number, and Bob Lilly's number 74. I'm not sure if any other number is sacred. Uh, I'm thinking. I- of- Bob Hayes, but I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any other number that's sacred, and I don't think Romo's as, as great a career as he had with the Cowboys. I don't think that number should be should be kept from from uh, the rotation.
3: I don't either. I don't have a problem with it. Now, look to me, if you're going to give out the number eighty-eight, then you can give out the number nine because I think you've had more players have more success with that number than Romo. Um, and but that's it, look, a I,
0: different thing. That's, I know that's what they do to almost kind of like motivate. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. Now we got CD. You know, they every time they get some great young receiver, they hand out 88, which is a little bit weird. It is. But, yeah. But number nine, there are some people who think maybe those quarterback numbers you had Aikman, there's not been a number eight, there's not been another number 12 after Stallback. I guess there's been a 17. I don't think we – I think Meredith's number has been back in rotation. Let's think about this. Who has worn number 17 for the Dallas Cowboys? I think Kevin Sweeney wore it during the lockout. Did
3: Quincy Carter wear it?
0: Yeah, maybe a good call. Yeah, I think Quincy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Quincy did wear it. So seventeen's been out of you know been back in the rotation. Sometimes during OTAs or training camp or something, I'll see a number seventy four. But you know that that even if that player makes the team, they will have to change numbers. They're not going to let Lily's number come into the season. So, anyway, 54s back open. That was the Manster. I think 54, because of the Manster, because of Randy White, should have been taken out of the rotation. But it's been there. Bobby Carpenter wore it. Bobby's a friend of mine. But, ooh, Bobby was uh, didn't work out for the Cowboys. Okay. Um, that is all we have. Garrett, any other news you need to get out there? Is there anything? I did see Adnan Virk has parted ways with WWE if you like pro wrestling. After seven shows, he's been ousted. Uh, I did see that news come across uh, my desk. All right, Garrett, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. All right. We will see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. God willing, good night.